1: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest
0: in high-tech products and services, and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's our 27th year covering the latest in cool consumer tech. You're tuned into tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, July 22nd, 2022. And as a reminder, we always use the Friday dates as the start of a weekend. So if you want to come back and hear your call or check your hour notes for your question or so forth, or just something else that you wanted to catch, maybe you missed part of or something, you always know to come to intotomorrow.com. And in this case, look for the show for the weekend of July 22nd. And Viola, it'd be there for you. And if you don't already subscribe to our free podcast while you're at that site, do so. Now that, Is one of your best ideas you've ever had. Because trust us, you want to be getting our podcasts. Right? Yes. I can say that. You can say that. Well, I can say anything because it's my show. But, I mean, I have in fact said that. Yeah. Subscribe to our free podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Dave has spoken. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. we got some tech news and commentary and then a call coming up. Can we help them with anything in particular? Yeah. Think- uh, John in Montgomery, Alabama is uh, asking questions about his Netgear router and the firewall on it. Oh, okay. So we'll see if we can't help John
0: out and many others listening with similar questions. So do stay tuned for that. Meantime, the streaming era may be shifting as 77% of Americans surveyed by Census Wide for Metaverse platform Virtua prefer to own digital content and assets, not rent or stream them. I found that to be what? But 77% of Americans want to do that. In addition, 28% of respondents spend more than $49 a month on digital assets that they own. Now, that includes music, digital art, and in-game items, with 38% of respondents saying they think doing so is better for the environment. Okay. (laughs) I don't know about that, but now asking our audience, this is important. And I think it's a great way to participate and win, by the way. What do you think? Would you rather own your music and
1: movies and games or rent or stream them? 800-899-INTO. I want to know. I only own the movies that I watch the most. And I can tell you right now, my, my, my owning library consists of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. A classic, classic. A Christmas Story. A classic. Uh, JFK. Classic. Goodfellas. Of course. And all the Star Trek movies. <laughs> that's a get a life type
0: <laughs> of response, but, but all the Star that's, Trek that's, movies, th- yeah, that you have bought these things, I bought them on th- Amazon,
1: and I can go to my digital library, or digital, DVDs. Digitally.
0: Or, okay, but hmm. that's that's
1: all I own. Everything else, yeah, I'll, oh, I'll watch but they're it, on
0: Amazon, great. but you own them, right? But so you I have to go them, stream for, them. But yeah, you purchase them
1: via streaming. Yeah, yeah.
0: interesting. But
1: now, why not others? Then
0: is it because it's only those that are standout classics for you? Yeah, those, are, those are like
1: my favorites, and that's what I would watch over and over. Everything again, else so you
0: would stream. Would you yeah. pay
1: for a, a new movie release on streaming no, that you don't own, but no. you rent it? I have many things on my on my watch lists on different apps that I haven't watched yet because they're not free. If uh, I get something okay. that will then you know eventually move to Prime or move to Netflix, I'll watch it. But if it still shows up where I have to you know rent for three ninety nine, nope, not yet. I'll just keep you it on my watch list. You cheapskate, you. Four know, bucks, you won't, I, you won't, you won't ask, ask for a bucks?
0: <laughs> well, that's true.
1: <laughs> I need to save all those little $4 at a time so that I can buy the movies that I do want oh to buy. Oh, my <laughs>
0: God. Okay, well, that's, I guess, one way to look at it. So, again, what does our audience think? Let us know. Uh, would you rather own all of your music and movies and games, or not even all of it, but a majority or some classics like Chris, uh, at least in his mind, or do you want to just rent movies, games, and you know, all that, or stream?
1: The SEC is finally recommending increasing the national minimum for broadband speed. The news comes after the agency has begun its annual review of the state of broadband in the U.S. We had a minimum? Apparently. <laughs> uh, they released a statement last week announcing the recommendation. Uh, the, the last minimum broadband speed was set in 2015 at 25 megabits for download and 3 megabits for upload. The previous minimum broadband speed adjustment before 2015 was a crawling four megabits up and one megabit down. And, of course, before that, it was dial-up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Earlier this year, the FCC proposed all service providers display a simple broadband nutrition label uh, to help consumers make informed decisions. Really? And for for service providers to back up their claims. (laughs) Remember this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember that sound. Oh, Oh, God, yes. Don't most of us remember that (laughs) <laughs> wow. You've got mail. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, what I didn't read, though, is whether raising this, the minimum speed would, would then come with price increases from your carriers. Because it, you know, yeah. it didn't say that they have to raise the minimum speed, but not the cost. So, you know, just be ready for that. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> because people are – people, companies are
0: able – to increase your speeds and you see that all the time, especially when you call to cancel your current provider because they're not fast enough. Oh, we'll increase your speeds. Yeah, but for how much more money? If you keep it the same or lower my price and you can keep me as a customer, you've got to negotiate with these people, folks. Don't be afraid to negotiate with your
1: internet service providers. Yeah, and a little secret, while there might be some, you know, additional or different equipment involved in the higher speed connections, it doesn't cost you Comcast anymore to give you twenty five megabits per second than it does to give them 300 megabits per second yeah and if you can get
0: the same rate perhaps that you're paying now but increased speeds go for it and tell them if you want to keep me as a customer assuming they're not the monopoly and the only choice you have but even if they are play the fact that you know you have other options um then you you have to give me more speed.
1: You have to decrease my rate. Make them work for it. They're making a killing. Yeah, it's about time for me to get Comcast to hopefully not call my bluff like I did several years ago because they had a, a lower introductory rate for new customers that they wouldn't give me because I wasn't a new customer. And my internet had gotten really expensive so I, I ended up having to just bring my modem to the Comcast office and threaten to just turn it in before they would yeah, here, say, here's okay. all your crap. Yeah. I don't want your business anymore. And then they went, wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, we'll give you the introductory, which I'm glad they did because otherwise i'd have no internet <laughs> but that's how it took having to go there with the stuff in a box and say
0: here i'm done with you and then they said no no no, we'll we'll give you the introductory rate yeah <laughs> but they wouldn't do it over the phone no. they wouldn't do it otherwise no nope. good well, sometimes you got to just you know do a little extra yeah mcdonald's will sponsor offline tv i don't know why a group of gaming focused social media creators one of their executives said quote gaming is a huge passion for many mcdonald's fans so we're meeting them in the online communities that they're spending their time in do you want fries with that but
1: that's i guess a good move for mcdonald's it's a marketing thing take advantage Uber has settled with the Department of Justice over allegations that it discriminated against disabled passengers. Oh. As part of the agreement, Uber will credit double the total wait fees issued to the 65,000 disabled riders already identified by Uber's programs and commit more than $2 million of funds for other affected individuals. The claims center on Uber's wait fee policy, which adds additional fees when a passenger takes more than two minutes to board the car. Oh, wait.
0: I thought you were talking about like they have a heavy wheelchair or
1: something. W a i t. Right, the time it's, that they spend right. waiting. Like, well, taxis charge you extra for like waiting oh, in traffic. So, right, right. Uh, disabled riders have long objected to the policy, claiming the fees disproportionately affect riders with physical disabilities. Wow. Well, I'm glad that they've stepped up. Well, they had to. Yeah, because <laughs> the,
0: the government, for a change, was really there to help, and made a difference. What do you think? 800-899-INTO-MEET-US. Oh, and sign up for our free tech newsletter and our free podcast. Trust me, you want to do that at intotomorrow.com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline during our 27th year bringing you the latest in all kinds of cool consumer tech. And of course, that means things like gadgets and gizmos and products and services and websites and apps, all sorts of things available today And into tomorrow. We love it when you participate on the program, not just because we're in the middle of our annual huge, cool, into tomorrow hot summer giveaway, where you win prizes just for being heard on the air. And we expected that you will, in fact, join us and win prizes because, as Cameron always says, call in, win stuff. It really is that easy. For you to participate and join us. You can do it anytime, by the way, 24-7. You don't have to wait until you hear us next on your radio or on your favorite podcast or otherwise, or perhaps stream. You can join us anytime you have a question about anything involving consumer tech. Or perhaps you hear us answer one of our many listeners, and you have some additional info to contribute. We love it when listeners are helping other listeners, so you can certainly contribute that way, or maybe share a little tech rage, whatever the case. If you get on the air, you win. It's that easy, and it's automatic. And by the way, the full list of summer prizes are available for you on the post for the summer giveaway at intotomorrow.com, and of course, how you can participate. Very, very easy, so do join us, won't you? We came across an AI-powered dating app that connects users with compatible personality types using just their selfies. That caught our interest. Certainly, our producers were thinking, well, that's different. Let's talk about that. If you're like me, you're not much of a selfie person, so I'm not sure how it would help. But our next guest is going to tell us. She's the CEO and co-founder of SciMatch, as in, I'm guessing, science match. Yanina Strelitz. Yanina, welcome into tomorrow. How are you?
3: Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really good. I'm really excited to share with you things we do at SciMatch. Oh, and you okay. actually pronounce it very, very correctly.
0: Okay, so good. So it's
3: science with match, and mm, SciMatch is social dating app that powered with computer vision technology that is enabled to identify your character traits from your face, oh. and we do that to help people find someone who they will share emotional connection. So Mm -hmm. in other words, here at TimeMatch, we believe that people fall in love not because they like the same food or sport, or maybe (laughs) you both like cats or rock and roll. It's not the thing that makes you fall in love. But this magic that happens when you meet someone in person, and this magic comes from complementary personality traits that we're working to identify using the latest technology and social science.
0: Well, I think a lot of times people talk in terms of, especially if you're looking for a significant other a relationship or whatever, you shouldn't just be looking at uh, the appearance, right? Because you you can't judge a book by its cover kind of scenario. So you should look a little deeper into that. But I guess it starts with making sure that someone that you might want to get involved with. It has at least the look to start with, right, that you're looking for. And then, I guess, SciMatch can start helping us get in a little deeper. Is that sort of the goal there?
3: So, no, we do matchmaking not based on how you look. We use your face, your look, to learn your personality. Oh. And that's what we use for matchmaking. So, basically, we use the computer vision technology that is powered uh, and much more accurate than human judgment to predict your character traits. And that's what we do. Well, and- I'm,
0: I'm certainly very curious about what your autom uh, your automated intelligence would <laughs> would say about my face. You know what what is my personality? How does it determine by just looking at this face? And by the way, those listening on the radio or podcast, be sure and come by and see the video mm-hmm. uh, with Janina because we're showing mm-hmm. you some of these things. But how, looking at my face, does your AI determine uh, my personality?
3: Yes. Uh, so, how, how I like to explain to my non technical friends the technology works, it actually imitates how our brain works. Hmm. And actually, ne- neural network is inspired by our brain. So, I hope you uh, agree with me right now, but often when we meet someone, right, for the first time, we look at their face and we think, oh, this this person is kind when we jump to to the conclusion before we even talk to this person and this happened only because we have database of faces that we similar faces that we've seen before interacted before and they were kind to us oh. the same the same the neural network works we learn the network. To uh, identify certain character traits by showing a lot of faces, not just five, ten, but millions faces with the same character trait. Well,
0: wow. so it's not just wishful thinking that if someone looks at me and they say they say I have a kind face, so I'm perhaps a kind person, and start developing my personality type uh, or traits. Um, it is backed by your science, then.
3: Yeah. It's it's done by computer vision again by uh, deep lo- uh, deep learning uh, neural networks, and uh, uh, they outperform humans in many in many tasks, including identifying your personal trait. Once you see the person and try to judge them by their cover, usually you in the fifty percent chance you not right, but computer vision technology right uh, in. Like the accuracy of the technology is 87%.
0: Wow. So unlike uh, Match and Tinder and all these other maybe dating sites that really ask questions about your personality and your likes and, and what you're looking for perhaps in a mate, um, mm-hmm. you're doing most of that based on uh, the my my face compatibility. Is that correct?
3: Only using one selfie. And from your selfie, we can uh, derive your fundamental personality trait that we can like further uh, analyze fully all dimension of your personality. Wow. And it's actually simpler for our users. Now you can take just one selfie and you, know, you already um, can get a compatible match instead of uh, swiping every day. <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly. And and more importantly, for those of us who are not big selfie fans, uh, I mean, I have friends that that's all they do. I mean, you can scroll through their posts on any anti-social media, and it's just them all the time. It's all selfies. Well, I'm not like that. So one selfie can do the job with Scimatch, right?
3: Yes. To analyze your personality, we just need one selfie. But you can uh, you can po- uh, like you can post as many pictures as you want
0: okay. as
3: a part of your profile, but only selfie one selfie we need to 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 get to know you
0: interesting and now do you use only faces then i mean this is the whole idea right you're using someone's yeah. face so you're capturing my face as a selfie uh for SciMatch to begin to use and then uh, do i also have an option to fill out a personality profile or something or to express who or what i'm looking for that sort of thing kind of like the other dating sites or is it just what's going to happen with my with my selfie
3: yeah so in terms of questionnaires, no, we don't do questionnaires because it takes a lot of time. I remember myself dating and I've been, now I'm happily married, but back then I used a lot of dating apps. And it took a lot of efforts and time to actually complete those questionnaires. Yeah. And sometimes the question is like, are you uh, like to be a center of attention or uh-huh. you always care about other people? Of course, I tend to give more socially acceptable answers. Like, of course, I care about other people, yeah. right? No matter how you truly, like, truly are. And this uh, leads to a lot of, like, misinformation on dating profiles. Like, people intentionally or maybe unintentionally, just because they want to look better, they give this sweet white lies.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: Everyone wants to be liked by the end of the day, right?
0: Oh, sure. Well, and especially if you're looking for a significant other, right? You want to be liked, yeah. hopefully by enough people that you might find that special match at some point. Uh, and, and interesting that you use the example of, you know, do I like to be the center of attention? Well, if you scroll through their anti-social media and it's all selfies, I think you have that answer. Yeah, <laughs> They want to be the center of attention. So you're right. It, it might be a avoiding those little white lies, or, you know, yeah, right, you know, uh, you know, you care more about people around you and everything else, but then, again, your your Instagram or, or something tells a different story. We're going to take a quick break and come right back with Yanina Strilets, the CEO and co-founder of Scimatch. Meantime, visit Scimatch, S C I dot Oh, and while you're at it, hit us up at intotomorrow.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
2: United we stand. 1-800-781-6764.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We are talking with the CEO and co-founder of SciMatch, Yanina Streilitz. I heard, though, Mm -hmm. that you also help find people who might look like, their favorite movie star. Tell us about that. I mean, again, it's now is an appearance kind of thing, but is that particularly an interesting attraction though,
3: for folks looking for someone? Yeah, this one is really fun. First of all, and here we were trying to make dating uh, feels less like second job. Mm -hmm. We want people to have fun with online dating. So that's why we, um, Built-in that the feature that uh, lets you find person nearby who looks just like your celebrity crush, like ju- uh, just like your favorite celebrity. So, uh, for example, uh, I'm fan of Robert Pattinson, but how many people can date Robert Pattinson? Just one, probably.
0: Yes. <laughs> but
3: how how many people would love to date him? Many. Um... So that's why at SciMatch now, you can upload the picture of Robert Addison and find someone nearby who looks just like him.
0: Got you. And uh, are you limited to heterosexual? Does it work with same-sex uh, dating and matching? And I mean, is it open to everyone and and any desire?
3: Yes, we're open to everyone. We believe the scientific perfect match should be for everyone. And, yeah, we, we be very inclusive.
0: I'm liking on your website. I'm seeing things like date smart with face reading technology, and and that I think gets people's attention, no doubt why you have it there. Uh, but it also makes people wonder. What, what do you mean face reading? Well, I think you've done a good description as to how mm-hmm. it is that your your AI is able to do that sort of thing. Uh, what do you see as advances in technology changing online dating? Because certainly what you're doing is very different, uh, I guess, <laughs> than most other sites. That are looking at profiles or allowing you to fill in the blank or you know answer some of those goofy questions that we referred to or something. Um, but what you're doing is very different, I think.
3: Uh, thank you so much, Dave. And yes, yeah, um After pandemic, online dating changed a lot first of all. Now dating apps not any more message to me tools. They're more like communication. Uh, tools people stay on dating apps and want to know each other better before they go and meet in person. Mm. So that's why I've seen I see a lot of potential in using technology to make uh, online dating experiences more fun. Sure.
0: Like
3: for example the celebrity crush or we have speed dating games. Or can you imagine in can you imagine in near future you you having VR date. Perfect. You go on a first date surfing somewhere in Caribbean with your um, potential partner and learning about each other while you're having fun instead of just shooting questions back and forth, like if it's an interview. Well, that's
0: kind of cool. VR dating. I mean, I would imagine that that's a good way to get started because it's also... A safe way, it seems, right? Because a lot of folks are understandably concerned about meeting someone uh, to actually go on a date, whether it's just to meet at a bar or a restaurant or have a coffee or something like that, but you still don't know very much about that person. So maybe Mm -hmm. VR dating is a great way to open that up, and as you say, be able to talk, communicate, share some experiences, even though they may be from halfway around the world.
3: Yeah, exactly, and you can always uh, learn um, what it's like to be with this person without even be there in yeah. person
0: very true and
3: very big benefit
0: oh yeah I and mean, we can tell you right then again right away that you don't need a first physical date thank you nice meeting you bye <laughs> delete uh, i mean it may happen right because it, it happens in real life you know you yes, have someone yes. with a first date and you're thinking well, we just didn't hit it off for whatever reason you yeah. know um can a simple selfie find your perfect match And I think that's something, you know, I'm listening to my listeners in my head every time I do an interview. And they're wondering Mm -hmm. about things like, all right, so now it's just a selfie. Can it really find a perfect match? What successes have you had that you can share?
3: So uh, we have a lot of users saying 87% of 1,000 users we have on the the app right now saying that we are 87% Uh, accurate about describing their personality. Really? And Um, yes, and compared to Tinder, for example, who has um, 51% response rate, like people actually respond on a first message, we have 77% 77 response rate. mm. So we think it's pretty good that we connect in right people. So now they can have a conversation and it's flow.
0: I've heard uh, several people complaining about sites like Tinder and Match and so forth where they use what do they call passport or or something where they're not even in your area. So if you wanted to physically meet for a cup of coffee and learn about someone, uh well what do you mean you're in Seattle, you know, and I'm in New York or something that just doesn't work. Uh unless one of you is ready to fly and if we do hit it off, relocate maybe, you know, that kind of thing. Uh do you narrow it down to people within your your area, or maybe you're going to plan a move so you can go elsewhere. How, how do you do that in terms of localizing f- people yeah, it's that fair, you might want to meet?
3: Very fair question. And we're launching the app region by region. So, for that same reason, we want people to meet in person. Sure. We don't want them to stay on the app. We want them to have built relationships have uh, beautiful experiences mm-hmm. uh, offline. So that's why we moving from New York to next. uh, After New York, we're moving to next region.
0: Oh, and what next region might that be?
3: Uh, Now we're thinking of um, one of them is Miami. Where are you right now, Dave?
0: (laughs) Good, get my selfie because see what you can do for me. (laughs) But I think that's pretty cool that you're doing it by region. So at least it's somewhat close. Uh, So distance shouldn't be an issue for some people. Is there a charge for Scimatch? How does that work? How do you make any money?
3: Mm -hmm. So we subscription-based, but we have, uh, we give our users five chances a day to find find out how compatible they are with people they visually like on the app. So it kind of slows them down. Like Mm -hmm. you have five, only five opportunities. So I have to be wise about that.
0: Yeah, choose it's wisely. It's also good because
3: yeah. now people have uh, swiping fatigue, right? Yeah. So and uh, we have like we have other features that enhance our user experiences, and we charge for them, gotcha. but always giving them chance to try it first.
0: Okay, and I think that's fair. You know, my gosh, if you're being too greedy and you want more than five initially, well, then buy a subscription, right? <laughs> it's not a problem. Is it available?
3: If you need more than
0: five. Well, right, sorry. maybe you do, and hopefully you don't, uh, because I'm curious about how the whole selfie idea can tell the story, uh, pretty much the whole story in many cases. Is it available for both Android and Apple for iPhones uh, or one or the other?
3: Uh, so right now it's only available for iOS users, but we are developing Android version. So pretty soon, our people who own Android also will have my chance to find this and tip of perfect match.
0: Okay, well, good. Well, see, then I'm out of luck, because I'm an Android, so there you go. So you have to let I'm this, let, let, <laughs> let me know, and I'll share that with the world, that uh, it's all available on Android now. But in the meantime, you can download it, apparently, at the Apple App Store. It's called SciMatch, as in Science Match and check it out and see how their AI powered dating app might work for you. And again, it's free for 5 a day, right? So you can give it a try. Uh and I'm sure your goal, uh, one of your goals, Yanina is to get many more people to at least provide their selfies and and see if you can get more folks involved. So good luck to you guys as you uh mm-hmm. as you go to different regions and hopefully cover the US fairly soon.
3: Thank you so much, Dave, for the it was- Really pleasure to talk to you and share much information about what we do.
0: Well, it's a pleasure as well, and I hope it helps a lot of our audience, too. So check out yeah. Scimatch, scimatch.com. We'll get you there, of course, when you visit intotomorrow.com. Yanina Strelitz is the CEO and co-founder of Scimatch. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call
3: 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405.
0: As Into Tomorrow continues, here's a little tech tidbit for you. The creators of the PNG image file format wanted wanted it to be pronounced ping, but there's no I in it, so people just say PNG.
1: There's no I in ping. like There's no I in ping in team. <laughs> that too. Know. Yeah. Whatever it is you're trying to say. Yeah. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting, with a new intuitive dashboard and stats system that now gives podcasters unparalleled insights into their podcast growth. Start your free trial now at com. I shall do just that. People
0: who have lost a hand can face real challenges, but computer technology is making prosthetics smarter than ever. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Ever since
1: Captain Hook, people have sought ways to make prosthetic hands more useful. Enormous strides have been made to restore the functionality of the human hand, with robotic prosthetics that can move in response to signals from the wearer's body. Esper Bionics is a company that has developed a hand that relies on artificial intelligence to improve the connection between the wearer's brain and the robotic hand. The system learns to recognize different movements and actions, and uses this information to control the grip more precisely. As a result, dexterity and control can improve over time. The company has a video that shows wearers performing common tasks such as cutting fruit with a knife, brushing hair, painting, and even putting on makeup. The result is a prosthetic hand that allows the wearer to act more naturally and thus feel more comfortable about using the prosthetic device. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back
0: to you, Dave. Thank you so much, Alfred. Be sure to sign up for his Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter. You can do that at HealthTechInsider.com. And while you're at it, hit us up at IntoTomorrow.com and be sure to snag our free tech newsletter. John in Montgomery, Alabama listens online. Hey, John.
1: Hello, guys. I love the station and what you do. I have a neck gear router AC 1900 and I've had it now for about four to five years and I have had people who have built networks for the government and private companies they said that it's good to change out the router every three to five years because the hardware firewall tends to get old and you need to buy a new router to have that new hardware firewall first of all I want to know if it's true and if it is, what is the best router to get? I kind of have this preference for the Netgear <laughs> routers, but if there's something better out there, let me know. Thanks, guys.
0: You're welcome, John. It's our pleasure. But no, it's not really anything you need to worry about. Home routing firewalls don't really evolve that much. They basically just close off incoming ports unless you open them, and they usually have an option to allow software to open the ports directly. That's pretty much about it. Uh, home routers don't have any kind of advanced firewalls built in, and they don't really vary a whole lot from router to router. Now, that's not really a bad thing if you've got a server from a service like AWS, uh, Azure, Google Cloud, Hesner, or OVH for example, Digital Ocean, another one, or any of the many infrastructures as a service provider. The out-of-box
1: firewall would roughly work the same way, except with an IP address range filter, if you will. Things can and do get more complex with server-level firewalls, uh, since you can tweak them to do specific things. And when you operate them for something like government services, you would need to replace aging physical firewall devices, because firmware updates are important to avoid security holes that can be exploited. A home router firewall, for the most part, just keeps ports closed and opens them only when you explicitly ask it to. um, And they get next to no maintenance from day one. Uh, So there's no reason to replace your router just to get another one that will never have its firmware updated either. Exactly. So let us know how it works out for you, John. But we think that you're going to be just fine.
0: Oh, speaking of just fine. The cool into tomorrow hot Summer giveaway. We've got goodies for you. Man, all you need to do is participate like John did and others listening and participating during the show today. Call in, win stuff. It's that easy. We've got
1: goodies like SureCall, their Fusion To-Go Max Cell Phone Signal Booster for your vehicle. That's worth 500 bucks From Hampton Products International, we've got a whole bunch of smart items like a security light, a indoor camera, surge protectors, floodlight bulbs, and outdoor smart plugs. Obvious
0: Solutions sending us a lot of their cool stuff like their Minder Portable Folding Bluetooth Keyboard bunch of those valued at 50 bucks how about for 90 dollars each we
1: got several minder laptop tower stands very helpful from casio we've got their cts1000v keyboard that can speak words valued at 450 dollars. oh that's sweet too and it does speak words it's really kind of cool tiki tunes
0: from limitless innovations these are bluetooth speakers with led flickering flame effects they sound good they look even cooler and we got a bunch of them to
1: share with you from blue jour we've got several of their cube mini pcs with a unique design by at 750 each how about a 1500 hundred
0: e-bike from Denago. It's actually from Bike.com. Their Donago 48-volt electric bike, again, valued at $1,500. Some lucky listener participating going to win that. We've got several AM, FM, Bluetooth, digital clock radios from Sanjin And of course, how does one participate to win stuff? It really is easy. We've got three main ways. You don't want to send an email because
1: the whole idea of the summer giveaway, we need to hear you on the show. You can call 800-899-INTO, use the free Into Tomorrow app, or click that Ask Dave microphone on our site at intotomorrow.com. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry
0: Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. It's Into Tomorrow. We're delighted to have you with us. Don't forget to sign up for our
1: free podcast and our free tech newsletter. You can do it at IntoTomorrow.com. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. It's time for our email history major.
3: IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With well, look back
2: at IFA's Here's Chris line, 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 IFA history, line.
0: IFA history, IFA history. We'll be yeah. at IFA this year, by the way, in Berlin. Stay tuned all of September for IFA specials. Okay, can I go now?
1: Uh, it's your turn. Okay. Yeah. Camcorders with built-in VHS or beta cassettes were bulky. The industry tried to size down with smaller cassettes. VHS-C was a reduced VHS format. a alert! In 1982, 8mm video was announced. In 1989, at the International Funkausstellung, IFA for insiders, uh, Sony introduced Video 8 High Band. Years later, with the introduction of solid-state technology at IFA in 2001, the SD card by most manufacturers and the memory stick by Sony a year later, just because Sony has to be different, uh, camcorders could finally be drastically reduced in size, as the cards were tiny and there was no drive needed. Cassette-based camcorders started to disappear from the market.
3: I'm so happy!
1: That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. Keegan in Newport, Virginia, welcome
0: into tomorrow.
1: I just listened to the live radio recording where another listener was talking about his iPad, trading in, possibly getting a new one. I just wanted to give advice that he could save his iPad. Uh, if the trade-in value isn't very much
3: because he could maybe give it to you know a kid, grandchild. Maybe he could use it for like a security camera or something because there's many apps where you can use it as a remote
1: device. He could also save it and still use some of the apps that maybe aren't updated, but he just still enjoys. And that way he's not losing a lot of the value from his purchase price and he's not just giving it away for a small amount. He could also sell it on eBay or somebody who refurbishes those devices so he can make a little bit more money than trading it in. And um, there's also a trade-in kiosk where he could
2: get some other value from it, maybe for the recycled parts. And that's all.
0: Thanks. Well, thank you, Keegan. Great input. Join us at intotomorrow.com.
2: Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline.